Isn't it good that God wants to give us? I love that you added that after communion because I think God prepares. When we come together, you know, we plan, oh, we're going to do communion every other month together corporately. And then God's like, I want to heal on those days because that remi- you're remembering that that's who I am. So why not show my miraculous power to those that I love? So I just love that. Um, and God is good, and he is a healer, but he's more. And I'm actually going to talk about that today. I'm going to talk about the power of the cross. Because a lot of times we think, the only things we think in is maybe salvation and healing. I don't have to go to hell, and maybe I can feel better. But the cross was a lot more than that. Um, and when you said remember, it made me think we need to be reminded what Jesus did on the cross. As we come into this Easter season, like everything, who we are, is all based on the cross. And I think sometimes as we get further from that in the busyness of our life or even just doing church things, um, you know, we get sometimes further from the cross. I remember sometimes when I I used to work in nursery and stuff, and sometimes I'm just like, oh, are they ever going to be done? When instead I probably should have been, you know, praying over these kids, you know, talking, you know, I'm thinking, well, I already prayed over them. I, I checked all the boxes. I taught them the lesson, you know, Jesus Bible God got it in there. And now, you know what? I need their parents to come get them before they mess their diaper. You know, and I thought, but then I thought, how far from the cross am I? In those moments, sometimes we have to be reminded to, to get back to that. To get back to that and say, man, I get to take care of this child while this parent hears the word of God which then blesses that, which changes generations. And look at that. You doing something like that brings us the promises. I loved when we were saying all your promises are yes and amen. So I'm going to talk about the, the, the cross because I'm excited because Easter is coming. And I mean, Jesus is every day in our heart. But it's exciting. It's kind of like this, this big reminder celebration of what he did. So <clears throat> we know that he went to the cross you know, to pay for the sins of mankind. That's very, like, the beginning, uh, basic. But he didn't just die on the cross just for that. You know, it's not just for our soul's eternity. It's not like, well, I died on the cross. You know, life's going to be terrible for the next, you know, I said up to 120 years or whatever, and then you're going to go to heaven. He did some things here for us when he did that, when he went and got those keys. Do you guys want to know what those are? Yeah, I do, too. When I heard this, I was like, yes. So I'm glad, you know, I'm also glad. I'm glad I don't have to go to hell. I'm thankful for that part. If that was the only thing the cross did, I would be thankful, right? Wouldn't you? You'd be thankful. Even if it was just like, you get to spend eternity in heaven, you know, if that was the only thing the cross did, that's more than enough. But God is so good. He gives good gifts to his children. He said, I want to give you more. I want to give you, you know, abundant, over, you know, excessive he wants us to live in righteousness, and he wants blessing on us. You know, so I'm glad that, you know, um, that Jesus came as that sacrificial lamb, but I'm glad that it did more. I'm thankful. I get to live in that every day. So, you know, we know that he gave us the Holy Spirit. That's the one that gets to be with us all the time, because Jesus in the flesh could not be with everybody all the time, could he? He was a man. I can't be everywhere all the time. I can't be in two rooms. I mean, at the same time. So, he gave us the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit comes with the power and authority and the righteousness of Christ, and we get to have that because we have Christ, and God sees us through the blood. So even though maybe our actions, our thoughts, you know, maybe we're not seeing, you know, 
these big miracles as much in our life. Maybe we are, but even then, God still sees us the way he sees Christ. Now, we're not Christ, but he sees us like that because we have Christ in us. He sees us through the blood, what happened on the cross. So he didn't want to just save our souls and leave us to toil, you know, in the curse of the, you know, the law. He said, I want something better. I don't want you just to serve me because you don't want to go to hell. So he gave us the cross. So he came to give us life and this abundant life, which means large quantities, plentiful. I like that, you know, if it comes like money or, or chocolate or things. I want large quantities, you know. Like when you were kids, do you ever have siblings and then you had to cut, like share something, like a dessert or something? And then, see, we had the rule, whoever cut it had to pick last. So I was like, you're older, you cut it. Because I want what? I want the plentiful, I want the big piece. You know, it also made people be really honest because they had to take what was like. So, um, so that's what God said, you know, abundant, large quantities, plentiful. That's what I want for my life. I want good things in large quantities. How many of you guys want good things in large quantities? I do, you know. So he gave us the Holy Spirit with power. And so what power was released to us because of the cross? The first thing I think that um, we don't really realize is he gave us power over the natural world, not just the spiritual. Did you know that? Over the natural world. Things that seem impossible scientifically, God's like, you can do that. You know, in John 2, we see he turned water into wine. He's like, I just want you to have fun. Celebrate. You know, this is a good thing. I, I created marriage. I want you to go and celebrate that. So you know what? You ran out of wine? Don't worry, I got this. I always thought, man, that's the first thing he did. Celebration. He brought joy. I thought, that's pretty cool. And then you go down in Luke you know, five, and they throw out their nets, and they get this, like, huge catch of fish. He, he's like, I want you, I want to have provision for you. He wants you to excel in your job. The talents, the gifts, the places he put you, he's like, you guys, your profession is fishermen. I'm going to make you the best fisherman. I'm going to provide abundant and beyond. That's good, because we were meant to toil in the land under the curse, right? God's like, you don't have to stay under the curse. It can be joyful. It can be abundant. You know what? Because God also knows your heart's there, which means, you know, you take what you have and you're generous, like Amy had said earlier. So we see that, you know, they could speak to the ocean and say, fish, get in this net. All those fish are like, oh, gosh, I wish it wasn't a fish today. <laughs> These people know Jesus. But I thought, wow, we can actually speak to the physical things. In Matthew 14, you know, defied science and gravity by walking on water. The natural. Hey, here's a lake. I don't want to go around. You know, we always sing that song. Can't go under it. Can't. Guess what? I can go through it. The power of Jesus. I can walk on water. Defied natural laws. He's saying, you know what? This is what Jesus did. You know, the truth was more powerful than any scientific facts. That's amazing. You know, in Mark, it says, he calmed the storm. He's like, oh, you know what? No more storms. I'm not going to, you know, it's not going to come and destroy and, and take people's lives. I'm going to speak over that. And he did. He calmed the storm. You know, in John 6, it says, he multiplied where it was impossible. He fed 5,000 plus. 5,000 men 
You know, and most men eat like two. So there's 10,000 right there. You got teenagers in there? There's probably like 50,000 people. Right? I mean, that kid alone, he was a, the, the kid. He called over, had, you know, five loaves, or was it two? Which was five? He had loaves and fish, but he had a lot. I can't, I'm, I'm getting like, which one's five? Which one? Someone tell me. Someone. Five. Okay, there it is. Come on. It's fine. Okay. We're going with that. If it's wrong, you said it, not me. Five, five fish and two loaves. I mean, how many people can eat that? But that teenager had it, so I'm thinking, man, I've seen multiplication in that before. And, and that's amazing. I'm thinking, how did I do this? I remember one time we used to have this giant van. We used to take a bunch of kids to church. And we had no money. We were going through a time. And I was like, Lord, I need gas. We, you know, and this was, you know, back when gas was like it is right now, um, many years ago. And I was like, we have no gas. And I was like, Lord, I want to do your work. I want people to hear the word of God. And that thing ran hundreds of miles without putting gas in it. And I thought, multiplication. I said, God, you've got to do it. People got to get saved. People got to hear the word of God. And I thought, you know, not, I mean, I'd love to do that all the time now. And God's like, we'll be a good steward of what I put in your hands, too. Don't, don't just be like, I'm going to waste my money when I get to the gas pump. Be like, one dollar, multiply it, Lord. <laughs> Our heart's got to be right, right? Um, so I just look at things like that. I'm like, we have over natural things, physical things. You know, Jesus did all these things. And he said in Acts 1 it says, but you will receive power and ability when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses to tell people about me, both in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and even to the ends of the earth. So we, he gave us this power so we can go out and, and preach the gospel. He's saying, I'm leaving this because you know what? You get, you get all the benefits of the cross and I want all creation to have the benefits of the cross. He wanted all generations, all people. He didn't want anyone excluded from that. So he said, now... I'm going to give you this so that you can go out and you can go to the ends of the earth and preach about the goodness of God. And in John 14, 12, it says, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, anyone, I love that, anyone who believes in me as a Savior. See, there's a part a lot of people don't think about. I love the Amplified because it puts it in it. Believes in me as the Savior. There's a lot of people who are like, Jesus was a man. Yeah, he was. He was also God, right? So we have to believe Anyone, anyone who believes in me as Savior will also do things that I do, and he will do even greater things than these in extent and outreach because I am going to the Father. When we believe Jesus is our Savior, we can do all, all those things I just talked about, walking on water, multiplying, you know what I mean? Calming storms, you know, having authority over physical things. He said, if I did it, you can do it, and you're going to do more. even greater, even greater. I'm like, how good is that? See, that that's the real heart of it. You know, when you're with your siblings cutting that cake, you're looking for the biggest piece. But when a parent goes to give their, what do they do? They take the smallest piece. They want more for their children, right? How many of you guys are like, I want better for my children than I have, even if I had a grade? That's the way the father is. You know why we feel that way? Because we have the father's heart. And when we have the father's heart and we know the father's heart, we begin to, to put that into our own lives. So that's how God is with us, even greater. So if, like, if you had all these great things growing up, God's like, I want even more. 
So he's like, I'm going to give you even greater. I can't, I just sometimes can't get over that. I'm like, Jesus was amazing. And he's like, I want you to do even more. I'm like, really? Like he's walking on water. Like, am I going to run on water? But then, you know, it does say in Proverbs, only the wicked run when no one's chasing them. Like, who am I going to be running from on water? I don't know. I'm just using that. But but when we think it even greater, that's pretty amazing. So when we think about the cross, we need to think everything that we know about Jesus plus that's what he said right and we remember that we've got to remember everything plus so the second thing the power you know of the cross did is it we have power over physical ailments we do you know the enemy i'm not going to lie to you the enemy's going to constantly try to come and attack he's going to come he comes to what kill steal and destroy he's not going to stop He's not going to play fair. He's not going to be like, oh, I see that you have Christ living in you. Oh, I'm not going to put any attacks on you. He's going to, he doesn't care. He doesn't play fair. That's why he's the devil. That's why he's the enemy. You know what? But God says, that's right, because God says, well, you know what? The enemy can do whatever he wants. We don't have to worry about what he's doing because let me tell you what I'm going to do. In Matthew 9.35, it says, Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. There is no sickness or disease that is exempt from the power of the Holy Spirit. We get that in our mind that something is sometimes. Do we ever do that? Like, well, let me go to my doctor and to WebMD and let me go to my friends and my family and everybody first, and then I'll come back, you know, to Christ. But if we go to Christ first, we go to God, and we, we pray and we heal him, God might say, now go to the doctor. I gave him wisdom, asked him this question. I'd like you to do this. I'd like you to do that. But if we go to God first, we know what direction to go. God might say, oh, actually, right here, we're just we're doing a manifestation of healing right now. And you might not have to go any other steps. Right? Sometimes there's steps because guess what? We pray for healing. We step into that, and the enemy's like, boom, he comes, he comes with fiery darts. we got to put up that shield of faith. we got to do what God says. Do what God says. You know, just because God brings healing on our body doesn't mean the enemy's not coming the next day. That's why we got to keep going back to the Lord first. Keep going to the Lord first. But he says, because every disease and sickness, every. So yours is not exempt from that. I love that. That's what the cross did. You know, you know, he, he healed servants and cleansed lepers. He, lepers, <laughs> le, lepers, you know, um, <laughs> he can heal lepers too. He saved them on the ark, right? See, maybe I'm just speaking the word of God. God's like, stop. I know you think I'm crazy. But, you know, he, he healed withered limbs and paralytics and the lame and the deaf. He did all of these things. We see that in his word. All types of physical healings. Sometimes he touched them, laid hands on them. Sometimes they grabbed him, right? Go in with the issue of blood. Sometimes they said, hey, this person's sick. He's like, no problem. They're healed. Go home. He's like, great. Got it. You know, sometimes it was just a word. Sometimes he's like, hey, go rub some mud, mud in your eye. You all right? Go here. Do this. Sometimes, sometimes it was instant. Sometimes they had to do something. Sometimes it was a word. Sometimes you had to lay hands on. Sometimes you had to grab out and get it. There's no formula. I, I think God. I don't know. I think God did not give us formulas in God's word because He's like, I want you to always go to Me first. 
If, we, if he gave us a formula and said, if you do these things, you will get healed, you will get set free, you will do this every time. You know what we do? We would go to the formula. We would not go to God. That is that sin nature that tries to come in, and the devil tries to say, this is who you are. We have to say, no, we're not. You go talk to my dad. That's what we got to do. But he handed us all of that through the cross. Isaiah 53, which you guys heard already this morning because Matt used it, but Isaiah 53, 5 says, But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. He already did it. I do not want to pay twice for something, right? I don't want to do that. And we don't have to. Because we have to know where to go. We have to go to the Lord first. We have to go to the cross and say, I remember what you did on the cross. And I'm going to tell, I'm going to remind myself, I'm going to remind my soul, because that gets out of line a lot, which is my mind, my will, and emotions. That's usually the ones like, well, when I went empty, we're dying today. That's just cold, you're right. You know, go to the Lord. Whenever someone asks me to pray, which well, you guys had to, so they, they asked us to pray for some, can I share that, is that okay? So they asked us to pray. Can I, is it okay if I share? I won't. So Jared and Kaylee came, and they said, hey, you know, our son had a low iron level, um, and we just want you to pray. You know, he's they, And I said, okay. So I thought, I'm going to go to the Lord. I went to the Lord, and I said, Lord, I just thank you, you know, that you know exactly what needs to be in his body. You created it. I said, the enemy's not going to bring any fear in because that's what he's trying to do. I said, what is different? And the Lord says, all he needs to do is simple. I heard the Lord say, simple. Too much dairy. And I, call, I messaged Kaylee and said, hey, I've been praying. This is what God said. She said, God said the same thing to me. And I thought, how simple is that? We went to God first. You can correct the situation like that. The enemy wanted to bring fear so that you would be like, oh, no, it's something terrible. They're going to die. That's what the enemy wants to do when you hear, like, when you hear something. That's why we got to go to God first because he's like, the enemy has you spiraling down into all of this destruction and death when it is something so simple that you just come to me, I'm going to give you wisdom. That's good. And, and the next thing that the cross does is we have power over the supernatural. So we got the natural. We got healing. Supernatural. And I'm not talking like, you know, capes and, you know, wearing your underwear over your clothes, superhero type. That's superhero. Um, <laughs> y'all come next week. Isn't that weird that they all the superheroes wore their underwear on the I mean, David did dance in his underwear, so maybe there's something supernatural about it. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, so the thing, we have power over the supernatural world. There is a supernatural world, whether we want to believe it or not. We can stick our fingers in our ear and go, la, 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 nothing, you know what I mean? And I'm not going to see it, you know, close my eyes. I'm, I'm not going to believe it. But we see in the, in, in the word of God, there is a supernatural realm, isn't there? There is supernatural things going on all the time. We have authority there. We have authority there. If you've ever experienced that, and if you've ever experienced it and didn't know you have authority there, you will make sure you figure out how to have authority there real quick. You know, Jesus came, he, he cast out. We saw multiple 
you know, demonic oppressions and, and possessions. He, he cast them out. We see angels. You know, the supernatural realm is also angels. As soon as we say supernatural, we're like, oh, it's all demons, bad, everything's comfort. There are angels. Holy Spirit, come on. It doesn't have to be weird. Um, but we see angels, and what they do is move on our behalf. In Hebrews 1.14, it says, Are not all the angels ministering spirits sent out by God who serve, accompany, and protect those who inherit salvation? That's us. We inherit salvation through the cross. He said, all the authority of the angels is there to serve you, accompany you, protect you. We have authority over angels. We say, hey, go to God, tell him that I remembered this promise and bring it back to me. You know? And he's just like, all right. Authority of the cross. Blood right there. That's amazing. And then God's like, you're not just going to stop there. You're also going to have authority over demonic things. They don't get to have, you call the name of Jesus, they got to go away. We saw them flee into pigs, run over the cliff. They don't get to have authority. They're scared of you. You know, they're just like a... Okay, so I did this face mask yesterday, and I couldn't, it was like over my eyes, so I couldn't see, and then it looked like my skin was falling off. So um, uh, Jordan was there, and he was doing work, um, and I was like, hey, you guys, I can't see anything, but tell me when he's coming around the, the corner, because I'm going to scare him. But I didn't, I thought he would come around, and I just jumped out, and I was like, rah, and no one was there. Um you know, that's what the enemy's trying to do. He's like, I'm going to get you. Rawr. And it's just some weird stuff on him. You know, that's not scary. That's not scary. We got to know that we have authority because of the cross. You know, we can prophesy. That's supernatural. Uh, I can see things that are coming that have not yet come. We can have words of knowledge. That's supernatural. I have never learned this and I know it. That's supernatural, right? You didn't go to a book in the natural and read about it, and you know it. That's supernatural. I know what's good. You know, God, show me what's coming in prophecy. That's supernatural. It doesn't all have to be angels and demons. There's a supernatural realm, you know, that we, we operate in all the time, and we can have authority there. We can know what God is saying because we know his character, because we know his word, and we have Christ living in us. It says our faith, that's supernatural. When you got to believe for things, you're like, that doesn't look possible. And God's like, yeah, let's go. Faith that can move mountains. Get up on it out of here, go jump in the sea. Take a bath. Faith that can move mountains. Y'all, sometimes I have trouble just lifting up, like, you know, big stones. He said, yeah, but you know what? Faith in the supernatural. I mean, we don't need to be going throwing mountains around. Depends. I mean, if God tells you to do it, but I mean, but He's saying that's what faith can do. He wants to show you the power and authority that it has. That's why He He put that in His Word. He's like, I want to show you what that does in the supernatural. What your faith can do. If it could physically pick a mountain up and remove it, what else can you do? That's good. We live in a supernatural world, and all those who call in the name of Christ have authority in it. Y'all. We call in the name of Christ. Everybody in here, we call in the name of Christ. We know Jesus died on the cross for us. You know what? Went to hell, took the keys, you know, came back, said, hey, no more. You know what? I have authority over this. We go. In, we call in the name of Jesus, invite him into our life and say, you're the king of my, my life. You're the Lord now. And you know what? Now, and just like, great. Same authority I have. 
boom, now you have it. He didn't say, you get a piece of that. He said, more, even greater. That's good. And in, in, in the last thing I'm going to talk about that he did on the cross is probably the greatest thing, which is power over death. Power over death. You know, Jesus raised Jairus' daughter, the widow's son. We all know about Lazarus. You know, he raised him from the dead. He himself, I don't know if you guys knew this, but he, right, he was risen from the dead. reason, but, and he took the keys out of hell, and he took back our future, and he ransomed us, and he said, death no longer can imprison you. It doesn't matter what people can do to your body, death cannot imprison you. There is no sting. Jesus took the keys and said, in me there is eternal life, without tears, without sorrow, without pain. I would like that, to not feel pain, sorrow. 1 Corinthians 15, it says, Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? Jesus is like taunting and being like, Oh, what are you going to do now? Now you don't even have anything. You have no weapons in your arsenal anymore because I took away the end result. I took away the victory. You cannot, there is no death. That's a big deal. In Hebrews 2, it says, since we, God's children, that's right, we're God's children, are human beings made of flesh and blood, he then became flesh and blood too by being born in human form. For only as a human being could he die and in dying break the power of the devil who had, who had, make sure you get that right, had, H-A-D, had. Not H-A-S, one letter is a big deal, had the power of death. The enemy had the power. Jesus took it and opened the prison doors for us. John eleven twenty five. it says, Jesus told her, this is when talking to Mary and Martha about Lazarus, I am the one who raises the dead and gives them life again. Anyone who believes in me, even though he dies like anyone else, shall live again. give us abundant life. He gave us the Holy Spirit and all the powers, authorities, and gifts, you know, that were included in there and authority, you know, so that we could preach and live the gospel to lead others to the cross. We have all of these great things in here. How many of you guys want your, your kids to walk in the cross? Your grandkids, your great-grandkids that maybe you may never even meet. What about your neighbors and your friends? Exactly, we do. And he said, you know what? So I'm giving you this so that you can go out and preach the gospel to all the ends of the earth. That's really good. That's really good. Because we know Jesus is coming back, right? He said it. I have to believe it. He's coming back. I believe what Jesus says. Coming back. Jesus is, is, is coming back, and we as believers are his bride, and we will live an eternity in heaven with no more death, Revelations 21, 1, I'm going to start there, it says, Then I saw a new earth and a new sky, 
for the present earth and sky had disappeared, and I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven. It was a glorious sight, beautiful as a bride on, at her wedding. I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, Look, the home of God is now among men. Did you catch that part? The home of God is now among men. When Christ says that he sent the Holy Spirit to live in us, his home is among men. Here on the earth. So at that means supernatural, natural, healing, all of these things. That is how he lived. That is who he is. And now it is among us. I didn't even notice that until right now. And he will live with them, and they will be his people. Yes, God himself will be among them. He will wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying, nor pain. All of that has gone forever. The power of the cross is eternal. It's not just a fireproof card, like, I got my benefit card here, you know, while I'm on earth, I know that, you know, I'm just not going to have to go to hell. No, 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 no. There is power in the cross, power in the blood. When I say the cross, I mean the blood. There's power. It benefits those we minister to. It benefits us in the natural and the supernatural, because we have everlasting life because of Jesus Christ. So I want to do, I want to finish with this. I want to take a moment, because I think we need to sometimes get back to the cross, get back to remembering what it actually did, and not get into routines of doing Christian things, acting Christian ways, talking Christian ways, looking a certain way. There's nothing wrong if you're like, I like to wear a cross necklace, or I like, you know, to sit in the front row at church every week. There's nothing wrong with that, but that should not be our identity. Do you know what I mean? It shouldn't be like, well, everyone knows I'm a Christian, you know, because I carry my Bible. Well, you probably rarely see me with a paper Bible. I like it on my phone. I like all the different translations. It is still the Word of God. God didn't start it with paper books, did he? His words spoke when we speak the word of God. So I'm going to take a moment. You guys just either close your eyes or just be like, no, I don't want to. I don't do what you want. I'm just giving you opportunity to just take that and kind of separate yourself to just you and the Lord for a minute. Just, just close your eyes, and, and, and I just want you to think about this for a minute. So if, if you have been deceived in any area, it could be the smallest area, into diminishing the power of the cross, it could be through painful circumstances, it could be through sickness, it could be through culture, you know, it's time to stir up that supernatural. You know, you are flesh, but you have Christ, you are more, you are more supernatural than natural. It says the enemy comes to kill and to steal and destroy. And he's sneaky and he's deceptive and he's evil. So I just want to take this moment and just examine. Ask the Lord right now. You know, you can, if you need to do it out loud, do it out loud. If you need to do it quietly, but just ask the Lord. Lord, where has the enemy diminished the cross in my life? 
where has the enemy brought in things like fear and, and worry where he's a he has diminished the cross in my life? Have I been consumed by worry or lack and, and looked everywhere else first to fix it? Lord, find, let him come right now and examine and say, pick those things up. Take them out. I want to be back, you know, in the power of the cross. You know, have I run to doctor and potions and medicines first when I'm sick? Lord, no more. I'm going to you first. Has culture and science decided my destiny through what I think is possible? Lord, when I have forgot that you can do the impossible, Lord, bring me back to the cross. Bring me back to that power. My marriage is doomed because the statistics say that's a lie. Uproot it right now. The cross brought more than salvation. Begin to just say, Lord, I'm giving that back to you. I'm coming back to the power of the cross. It could be something super little. But a bunch of little things begin to diminish the power of that word. So, Lord, we just thank you. Thank you, Lord, that you are bringing situations. As God brings situations and places and peoples and circumstances to your mind, choices that you've made, thoughts that you may have even had, you know, that have been a lie, let him come in, you know, and cut that out. And say, I, you have abundant life in Christ. Just thank him. Thank him now for the abundance, everything he's done on the cross. Just thank you, Lord. Just repent there's repentance that needs to be in there. Repent now. It doesn't have to be a big, huge thing. Just repent. Lord, you know what? I put you on the back burner. I diminished your authority here, your, your power. And you know what? No more. Forgive me, Lord. And begin to accept what God is, is saying and, and what he's saying. I'm going to bring some changes. I'm going to bring back authority and power in your life. Believe and walk in the full power of the cross. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you that you never leave us there. Thank you, Lord, that you are increasing our knowledge of the authority of the cross right now in our lives. I thank you that today, things that have kept us bound, places in our life that have kept us imprisoned, no more. We thank you. We thank you for the cross. We claim the blood of Jesus right now over every area of this every area, Lord, from the smallest thing to the largest thing. We thank you, Lord, that when they walk out of this room today, their heart is so clean that they are walking in such power that they are, that it is recognized everywhere they go. That is the power of Jesus. We just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.